Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this first episode of season two of the Youth Room. We're so glad that you're here. We just wrapped up an incredible conversation about struggling and what it means to struggle why we struggle, what we can do about our struggle. And ultimately, we end our conversation with talking about three big things that you can do to get out of a spiritual rut. Yeah, you're going to want to give this episode a listen all the way through. The last of those three things is something that's not always easy. It, it, it can be really difficult for us, for everyone, I think. And so give the episode a listen. Let us know your thoughts, your feedback. We hope that you enjoy the episode. You're listening to The Youth Room, a podcast from UPCI Youth Ministries for students and young adults. Every month, Daniel and Jordan hang out and talk about things relevant to you as an apostolic young person. If you like what you hear, please consider following and subscribing to the show. P.S. We want your feedback. Visit anchor.fm slash theyouthroomym to connect with us on social media and send us a voice message if you have a question or topic that we should address in the future. Welcome, everybody, to the Youth Room. We are so excited to be having this conversation today. Today, we're going to be talking about struggling. You know, you might be thinking, you know, help me, I'm struggling right now. And uh, that's a tough confession to make, and we, we often don't make that confession. But we know that we all struggle. I struggle, Jordan struggles, everybody out there listening to this right now, you struggle. And we all go through seasons of life that um, it just seems like living for God is is hard. It feels like it's an uphill battle. It feels like maybe everything is against you and nothing is going right. And you might be in that season right now. And so if that's you, if you're there, if you've been there, if you know what it's like, we want to help you. And when you struggle again, we want this to help you. And we want you to know right off the bat that you are not alone. <laughs> we, we've been there. Everyone else has been there. You're not alone. And you will get through this. With God's help, we believe that God is with you and, and God is with you. And so you're not alone. You'll get through it. God is with you. But we want to talk even more in depth about what it means to struggle and why you might be struggling and what are some of the things that we struggle with. And ultimately, what do we do about it? How do we get come out the other side stronger and have our faith uh, strengthened? And so maybe, Jordan, why don't you just start us off? What, do we, what are we even talking about? What do we mean by struggling? Yeah, I mean, when I think about what it means to struggle um, as a Christian, as a young person, um, I'm reminded of like times where I was in school and I would get overwhelmed because for me personally, like I can be prone to procrastination. And so that would put me in situations where like I'm behind on my schoolwork and I'm just feeling overwhelmed. And then that leads you down this like dark cycle and this path in your mind where you just start to feel like a failure and that makes it even harder to get your work done. And then you're disappointing people. Like you're missing deadlines. You feel like all your teachers hate you. You feel like none of your, your friends at school, like understand you or respect you. So that's like one thing that I think of when it comes to struggling, um, like really just having difficulty with, um, coping with all the, the responsibilities you have in life or, you know, maybe, even like not performing as well as you think you could in a certain area, whether it's your school or if you're involved in sports or um, if you're like serving at your church and you just feel like you're not living up to expectations for me, that's one big thing too. Like I'm always wondering, you know, um, 
do people look at me and think that like I'm meeting expectations that I'm doing a good job? Like what do, what do people think of me? So maybe struggling with that. Um, yeah, there's all different ways that people struggle. Yeah. I think of just falling short, just knowing the things that you should be doing as a Christian and maybe you're not doing them. Maybe you're Mm -hmm. not reading your Bible or you're not praying or you set goals for yourself and you say, well, I'm going to spend this much time in prayer or there or this much time reading my Bible. And I don't, or, uh, you know, maybe you just don't have the motivation and you, you miss a church service or just the, just those small things. And it, and it just feels like it, it's harder and you're falling short and and you're struggling. Sometimes it, it can be a bigger thing. It can really yeah. feel like you're disconnected from God, that you're you're not really knowing what God has for you or what God wants for you. Or uh, you, ju- you just feel like you're, you're kind of doing things under your own strength and it, and it feels like th- it's too much. Um, and I think we all really might be struggling right now. And there's all kinds of different reasons why we might be struggling, why we might be feeling this way. And I think a a big part of it is just uh, a change in your life, a change in routine. For a lot of us, when things kind of shut down and we had to do church a different way, that entered us into a a position where, where life looked different and we had to adjust and we had to change things. And so a lot of the, the things that kept us strong and kept us going and kept, kept us connecting to God, that changed and we had to find new ways uh, of connecting to God. And that not just one way, one reason why we might be struggling in the world right now. Yeah. A lot of times there are external like factors that push us into a season where we really start to struggle, whether it's um, just uncertainty in our world, or maybe it's a situation in our family or with a group of friends, whether that's friends at school or friends from your church. Um, all sorts of things can put pressure on us and can make us uh, kind of just feel, like you said, disconnected or uh, like we start to feel our trust in God slip and we don't really feel his presence in the same way that we used to. We don't feel as strong of a connection with God and and with his church and the way he's moving in our life. And, um, you know, in the in the worst case, we can even in that position start to struggle more and more with temptation and with, mm-hmm. with sin and we start to just drift uh in our walk with god um and yeah there's a a lot of things that we we struggle with um you know sometimes we just struggle because there's just uncertainty in our world we just have a lot of questions we just don't know kind of you know what's coming um and when that happens i think one of the big things that we do struggle with a lot of times what i hear young people say is that we we struggle to feel god where we might be showing up and we might be reading our Bible. We might be praying. We might be in the worship services. We might be, you know, going through the motions, right? Doing all the things that we know we should do. And yet it feels like God is absent. It feels like God is not there. We're, we're just, for lack of a better term, we're going through the motions. We're, we're just mm-hmm. doing what we've always done. But it feels like in, the, in these seasons of struggle, of seasons of dryness and disconnection, it, it feels like it's, it's all on us and we don't know where God is and we don't know how to get, connect to God. And so the, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you're doing all the right things. You're not walking away from God. You're not, you know, you're not questioning your faith in, a, in any substantial way, but you're just, you're doing all the right things. And it just feels like it's harder to feel God's presence and, and his spirit with you. And that's, that's one of the things that, that we struggle with. For sure. I think in seasons like that, you you can quickly start to be um, overwhelmed with feelings of like guilt and shame and you can have a lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're wondering like, what's what's the point in this? Why is this so hard? Why can't I you know, 
have the same sort of experiences I used to have. And um, this makes me think of what Paul talked about in Romans 7, where he he's talking about the, the frustration we can have sometimes trying to um, live life walking by the spirit, but inevitably like we're, we're fleshly and carnal beings. And so we mm -hmm. always struggle with that balance, right. Of like being in the world, but walking by the spirit. And he says in Romans seven fifteen, he says, I don't really understand myself uh, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And it's just this, this tension that he's talking about having to constantly surrender to the spirit and lean on God. Right. And that's, um, we're going to kind of shift gears and talk about how to get out of a rut and what to do when you're struggling. And thankfully Paul doesn't just stop there in <laughs> Romans seven, but you know, he, he fleshes this idea out and he explains what he's talking about as he continues into Romans eight. And we're going to talk, I think about three main things that you can do when you're struggling and you need to shift gears and get out of that rut. And the first thing is to ask God to work in your mind. Mm -hmm. Romans eight, six, it says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And we have to do this. We have to lean on God, right? One of the first things, if, if any of what we've said has resonated, if you've been feeling guilty, if you've been feeling shameful, um, if you've been lacking motivation or feeling disconnected from God, you have to take that to God. You have to just start to open up to him in prayer and ask him to work in your mind. Yeah. I think that that's huge. What you're saying, just the whole idea of surrendering our mind and our thoughts over to God, because so many times when we're struggling, we get this negative self-talk or, or this negative kind of belief about ourselves. Right. And we start to isolate ourselves and we start to feel like nobody else has ever been through this. And you know, what's wrong with me and, and why is this happening? And you know, that that's really thoughts that are going to lead us further and further away from God. But what we should be doing is we should be thinking about God and we should be turning ourselves over to God. You know, like you said in, in Romans uh, eight and six, letting the spirit control your mind um, leads you to life and peace. We have to uh, surrender to God and ask God to help us with those thoughts. Right. And, and help us to be more positive about it, that um, that God is with us and God's going to help us. And you know, the beginning uh, of Romans there in, in chapter eight, Paul talks about how there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, right? God is is not ready to just kind of, you know, beat us when we're down, right? He's there to forgive us and help us get back up. And so when we're struggling, right, God really does want to help us, right? God wants us to help us break through that and, and have a breakthrough in the spirit and feel more anointing and feel more empowered. And, and part of that really does start with uh, just opening up to God and asking God to begin to, to work in our minds and to work in our hearts and to help us control our thoughts. And so that we're thinking more positively about what God has in store for us and what God wants to do in our lives. And uh, what you just said there, Dan, about asking God to help us control our thoughts. It's like at the end of the day, it's not like God's just going to, you know, he might, he might miraculously move. If you're really facing uh, like a specific issue in your mind, he might miraculously deal with that in a moment. But oftentimes he's giving us the strength to control our thoughts. He's giving us the strength to exercise, you know, just more, um, more of his authority in our own mind. And and second Corinthians talks about this in chapter 10, three to five. This is like a really popular passage. People read it all the time. And in, 
it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And when I read this, I'm reminded of a book that our leadership team is reading. It's called Lead. Hence why our leadership team is reading it. But uh, in it, the author talks about how spiritual warfare in scripture is normalized, not dramatized, right? And so sometimes we read this verse and we're talking about pulling down strongholds and um, casting down every high thing, right? And we're thinking like just this like crazy supernatural moment. But a lot of times spiritual warfare is, is a very normal thing. It's taking control of the thoughts that are passing through our head by the strength of God and just, you know, reminding ourselves what his word says about us and just of the truth of who we are in God and really taking those thoughts that would, you know, try to bring us more guilt, more shame, more frustration with our circumstance. And like taking that, like the scripture says, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And that's actually what we want to talk about next is obedience. Yeah. The second big thing, we need to do to get out of a rut when we're struggling is, you know, we said that it it could be a struggle to pray. It could be a struggle to to read your Bible. It can be a struggle to be faithful to church. But at the end of the day, the most important thing you can do is stay connected to God uh, and the things of God. And so we need to continue our obedience to God, to be steadfast in the faith, to say, you know, even if I'm not feeling the way I always felt before, or I feel differently, or I'm going through something right now, it is so much more important during those seasons. And when you have those feelings to pray, (laughs) to spend time with God, because you're, you're dealing with something emotionally or physically or a stress in your life, something is, is draining you and, and kind of holding you down. And that's where we have to go to God in prayer and say, you know, God, I, I need your help. And and we we learn that dependence and that reliance on God. And God, he hears every he hears us every time we pray. Even if we don't immediately in that moment feel strengthened. God is hearing those prayers and God uh is faithful to his people and and he will be there for you. And so continuing to do what you know to do and um, you know, Bible reading is the same way. It is so important to read your Bible, especially as a young person. God speaks to us through his word. It is his word, right? It is for us. It is for so many things. Um, You know, Paul told Timothy about the word and just how important it is. And so you need to be reading it. You can't just be relying on a a weekly word from, uh, you know, from the pulpit, but you need to have a relationship with God, not just through prayer, but through his word to know what he wants from your life and, and who he is and what he cares about. And that will help you draw closer to him and to trust him in that season, to trust that he wants good things for you, to trust that he has a future and and plans for you and that you're not going to stay stuck in this place that you're in. But you will see that God is so much greater and so much bigger than whatever you're facing and that he's going to help you through that. Um, And the last thing uh, for obedience that, that is just so important is your faithfulness to church. You, you have to be around the people of God. The Bible talks about us encouraging one another and strengthening one another and, um, you know, bearing one another's burdens. You, you can't receive the benefits of the body of Christ if you're not a part of it, if you are absent from it. And so stay faithful to church, no matter how hard it is to wake up on Sunday morning or to go to your midweek service or your youth service or a youth event, whatever it is, if the people are God, of God are going to be there, if 
if God is going to show up in that place, you need to be there. You need to do whatever it, it's going to take to get there. And so you you keep all of those avenues to God open so that God can can strengthen you and God can work with you right where you are. Yeah, and that actually leads us like straight into the third and final thing and what I think is probably one of the most difficult things to do when you're struggling, and that is to open up to someone. And, mm-hmm. you know, the reason I say that faithfulness to church leads us right into that is because I'm, I'm not talking about just, you know, sending a text to one of your best friends, but you need to open up to someone who has spiritual authority in your life, whether that's, you know, your youth pastor or your, the pastor of your church, uh, one of the ministers uh, on the leadership team at your church. You need to open up to someone about what you're dealing with. And this is so difficult, right? But oftentimes God in his grace, he makes it easier for us. I know in my own life, um, I've had times where someone will ask me, you know, how are you doing? And the way they say it, it's like, they know that I'm not doing great because (laughs) either, you know, either it's that obvious or God's made it that obvious to them. Right. And so God will open those doors for us sometimes if we're not willing to open them ourselves, but we've got to walk through them, right? We've got to be willing to actually um, just step out and just say, you know what, in all honesty, here's where I'm at right now. And here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm dealing with. And uh, James 5, 16, it says to confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And, I truly believe that when you open up, when you're vulnerable, God can move, right? You can experience Mm -hmm. the the healing power of God through the hand of someone else laid on you in prayer. You can experience God's love through the conversations that you have with with your leadership and those that are there to shepherd you. They're there to help you through these times. And, you know, unless you're willing to get vulnerable, their ability to speak and their ability to help you is limited. Right. And so it's, it's really difficult, but in my own life, it's been one of the most valuable steps that I could take when I'm struggling. Yeah, it's huge. And we, the whole concept of this is really that, you know, we're trying to say you're not alone and, and other people experience the same thing. And so there's people going through it with you right now. And there's also people who have gone through a similar struggle before they've gone through a similar season in their life. There's no, um, you know, better place to hear about what it's like to live for God for the long haul to endure until the end than from an elder at church, someone that, you know, has been there the whole time you've been growing up or, you know, you just see them, maybe you're newer to church and you see them as just this pillar. They're just always there. They're always on fire for God that doesn't mean that they've never struggled. It doesn't mean that they've never gone through something. And so by putting yourself in a place where they can speak into your life and they can be that example is, is only going to help you to see that that season doesn't last forever, that the struggle doesn't last forever and that you will, you will ultimately be spiritually successful if you continue to lean on God and to trust in God through that season. And so those are the, the, the big three um, we we're saying you've got to ask God to work on your mind. If you're, you're struggling right now, ask God to work on your mind. You've got to continue to do the things that you know God wants you to do and not just do things based on what you feel you want, you want to do. So continue to obey God's word and continue to open up to someone. Or if you haven't yet, open up to someone with what you're going through right now and, and let them speak into your life. Let them come alongside you. Uh, and, and just let you know that you're not alone and, and be that that ever present help uh, the way God has designed them to be. And so 
that takes you having the courage to open up. And maybe they ask the question, how are you? Just like we always do, you know, how are you? Oh, hey, I'm good. And we keep on going. Maybe it's on you when they ask that question for you to actually open up. You know, do it in a right place where it's not super awkward. Maybe pull them aside. You don't just don't just do it right in the flow of traffic coming in on a Sunday morning. <laughs> like, oh, let me just tell you. You know, <laughs> you can uh, that that lets you know that they care about you and uh, and find someone who who is that way so that you can open up to them. And and I guarantee that they're they're going to help you. They want to be there for you. You just have to give them the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's hard because we're just allowing the voice of the enemy to, you know, be louder in our minds than the voice of God. And that's why, Mm -hmm. you know, the first thing we said was asking God to work in your mind, um, because that's that's the only way you're going to overcome that and and be able to reach out for the help that you need. And I just wanted to, um, you know, as we start to wrap things up here, one of the things that Paul says as he gets further on in Romans 8 is, is therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Mm-hmm. You have no obligation. So as, as loud as the voice of the enemy is drawing you away from God, drawing you towards, you know, things that, that are just going to bring you down in your faith, bring you down in your walk with God, tempting you with sin. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you have God's power inside of you, you have no obligation to obey the voice of the enemy, to give in to sin, but you have the power to overcome it. And, you know, no matter where you're at, no matter what season you're in, trust God, trust that he's with you and, and just believe that you're not alone. And, you know, if you need some proof, reach out to someone because there's always someone there to, to support you and to encourage you in your faith. Yeah, I think it, it is so important to understand that when we are struggling spiritually, that is when we are most vulnerable. That That is when we have to rely on God and the people of God more than ever before. It's when our spiritual disciplines are more important is when we are struggling. And so we cannot neglect them. We can't be lacking in them. We have to seek God more in those times and in those moments um, than ever before. And in First Peter, Peter, he talks about being humble and submitting ourselves to God. And he he just talks about the devil walking around, seeking whom he may devour. And he says that we should be sober and we should be vigilant and we should resist him. And we resist him by being steadfast in the faith. And we know that the things that we're, we're suffering or going through are experienced by your brotherhood, he says, in the world. So all over the world. And, you know, it's not common. It, it is not just unique to us that we go through these things, but we all experience these, these dips and, and valleys in our walk with God and these, these seasons that we have to walk through uh, of dryness or disconnectedness. But there is there is always a light at the end of that. And, and, and God is always there. Um, he continues, he says, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you to him be the glory. It lets us know that after, after it all, at the, at the end of the day, God is in control, right? God is overall and God is watching over us. And so if we continue to submit and obey him and trust him, that he will establish us. He's going to strengthen us. He is going to settle us, right? He's going to bring us to a place where he wants us to be. And so we have to continue to trust God through all of that. And so no matter what season you're going through, if this is hitting home for you, if you're saying, you know, that's me and and I'm asking for that help and I, I really am struggling, we're we're here to say, Remain steadfast. Don't go anywhere. 
turn to God, right? Lean to God mm-hmm. in this season, lean to the people of God, let them help you. And God will be there. God will strengthen you and just ask him to work in your, your heart and your life. And we know that God will bring you through it to even bigger and brighter things because his future is always so much better. And so don't get stuck in the present. Don't get stuck in the current season, but trust that God is going to bring you through it, that God has something even greater for you on the other side of it. You just got to keep trusting him, keep obeying him and opening up to the people of God. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That's uh, episode one of season two of the youth room. We're excited about this. We've said it before, uh, but I'll say it again. If you have feedback on this episode or something you want us to talk about in a future episode, please reach out to us. You can visit anchor.fm slash the youth room YM and let us know what you think of the show. We'll see you next time. That's it. Join us next month for another episode of the youth room.